where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. Amelia reminded us last week that uh, Easter is not an event. It's not an event that occurs. It's an adventure that continues. And the adventure of Easter has been happening here in our physical space, not in our sanctuary, well, yeah, in our sanctuary space too. Um, if you happen to be on campus on Saturday mornings when the Youth Symphony is here, every available space is used for music making. I now have stuck in my head, da -na 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 -na, with every possible instrument. But something really fun happened yesterday. I was walking across the hall from my office into the nursery. There's a small restroom that I use there just a couple steps away. And as I walked into that space, I heard something in the corner and it wasn't da na 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 na. So I, I looked and back by a little play stove was a very tall, thin, teenager crouching down in the corner and he hadn't heard me at first and I saw him like just positioning himself back there and I of course couldn't stop looking at this wondering what he was doing and then finally he looked to see me I didn't want to startle him and I just said what are you doing and he said we're playing hide-and-seek I said oh okay that's good. <laughs> and, and hearing my voice and the conversation, someone else came in. I said, well, I guess you've been found. Today we're going to take a look at some of the resurrection encounters that were written down in Scripture. And the subtitle for today's reading could be Hide and Seek. You'll listen for it and you'll hear it. But before we do, I want to let you know that we're going to be changing channels. We've been reading from the Gospel of Luke, so we've been reading the things that Luke wrote down, and now we're going to switch to the things that John wrote down, the Gospel of John. So it's still news, just a different channel. So a slightly different perspective, just like the news that you might be watching, and if you switch to another one, it might take a different spin on the same event. So the Gospel of John with resurrection stories begins with Mary Magdalene going to the tomb by herself. She goes with the spices that have been prepared. She finds the stone rolled away and she thinks someone has stolen the body. She doesn't know what to make of this. She's distressed. And then there's this scenes of the disciples running back and forth to come, you know, they want to see what's going on, and everybody's just a little bit confused. But Mary, she stays there. She stays at the tomb, and she's crying. She's weeping. 
And Jesus appears to her, but she doesn't recognize him. This is the story where he's like, are you the gardener? And the answer is no. And Jesus says her name, and suddenly she can see that it's Jesus. The second scripture, that happened early on the first day. The scripture we're going to do this morning happened on the evening of that first day. Again, this is as news of that empty tomb is spreading. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. One of the first things that's worth pointing out about resurrection experiences is that resurrection always meets people where they are. There was Mary in her grief and confusion. Jesus met her and said her name. And then there were the disciples in this morning's reading hiding behind locked doors. They were afraid, afraid that what had happened to Jesus might happen to them. They might have been afraid of other things too. I don't know, it doesn't say. But there they were gathered together in fear. They were hiding, and Jesus came to them and found them. We have a tendency, all of us, to run away or to avoid hard moments, or to isolate during moments of discomfort. And when we do that, that leaves us not knowing how God shows up in hard moments. When we're always running away from them or isolating with them and not gathering with other people or not staying in those hard places, if we avoid those, we don't get to see those resurrection moments. Mary essentially stayed in the garden or in the graveyard, if you will, in the cemetery. Rather than isolating, the disciples chose to be together. And Mary didn't just stay in that place. She bent down and looked in. That's another step, isn't it? She really wanted to see. And I understand why we want to avoid those moments and those places. I've done it myself. I still do it sometimes. I still catch myself doing that. There's, a, there's this fear that we're just going to get sucked in and we'll never be able to get out. And I want to share with you an experience that I had as a spiritual director in training. 
that has always helped me look beyond that fear. And I offer it to you. I was, I was sitting with um, a woman who was a vowed religious nun. And she was telling me about her prayer life that week. And somehow she was describing, she was describing where she was. I think I said to her, you know, tell me what you see. And she said, well, I see a menacing sky and storms brewing. And then when I look to the right, I see a blue sky. And so I said, well, follow the blue sky. And so she followed the blue sky and was walking. And I said, now, how's the sky now? It's still blue. Okay, where are you? And she looked down and she was at a grave marker for her father. And she began to weep. And grief that had been locked away, unlocked and opened up. Now, when I, when I first hear you, when you first hear me say, don't be afraid of those hard places, you probably envision hard places like the sky that is menacing with storm clouds, maybe even lightning bolts and thunder. But the resurrection moment for this woman was the blue sky that led her to the grief that had been locked up. Follow the blue sky. This might make sense to you a little bit later, but even if it doesn't, keep that in mind. That when you're struggling with grief or betrayal or some other hard thing, look for the light. Who was it that said, um, you're going to know who said this before I'm going to remember, so we'll play fill in the blank. When tragedy strikes, look to the helpers. Who was that? Mr. Rogers, thank you. I knew you'd know that. Look to the helpers. So you can look at the tragedy or you can look at the helpers. Look at the helpers. That's the power of resurrection. That's an experience of resurrection. Stormy sky, blue sky, blue sky. People who have been to these hard places, who allow that to be unlocked, because remember, the presence of our God unlocks things with a gentleness that doesn't even let you know that it was locked. People who have these experiences understand deep, deep truths that are often hidden from those who have not. A good friend of mine who's very active on Facebook often posts things, and following the death of his father, he posted, I just want to apologize right now to every person that I thought I was offering condolences to. Before the death of my father, I had no idea what that was really like. So I'm sorry for any platitudes that I offered. 
they were all insignificant and insufficient. You know it differently when it's part of your experience, don't you? And there's truths that come in those experiences that cannot be denied. Debbie Thomas is a writer and a spiritual director who lives in California. And she says the remarkable thing about the resurrection is that it grows in us. It roots in us and it roots itself in us. She says, in my own life, I find it increasingly true that clarity, hope, and healing come when I am willing to linger in hard and barren places. Barren as in empty places. Clarity, hope, and healing are the gifts that the adventure of Easter holds. Being Easter people is not ascribing to a specific set of beliefs. Being Easter people is a, trust, is a trusting of the deeper truths that we can rely on. That's the gift of Easter. It reveals deeper truths that we can rely on. Some of us believe that it's true before we know it firsthand. Some of us know it firsthand and then we hear the lingo and we're like, oh, yep, that's true. They're both valid ways to come to this. Consider some of the deeper truths that are held in creation. The first hymn that we sang together, Now the green blade rises from the buried grain. Love lives again that with the dead has been. Love is come again like wheat that rises green. If you've cut back your big ornamental grasses yet, you've already seen the green sprigs. The truths of resurrection are that life springs forth from death, that hope springs forth from despair. That healing springs forth from harm. And remember today's reading, forgiveness, which also can be said to be mercy. Forgiveness and mercy are transformative and restorative. The presence and power of God, whether seen or unseen, recognized or not, are with us. These are the deep truths of Easter that we're invited to know firsthand. And these are the deeper truths that we can rely on. So back to today's, today's reading. They were hiding. They were afraid. Jesus found them. Jesus came to them and said, Peace be with you. He could have said a lot of things. But he spoke first to their heart. Peace be with you. And then he reminded them, you can't stay locked up 
in this place forever. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Maybe that's another way of saying don't be afraid. I don't know. But as the Father has sent me, so I send you. In other words, I did it, now you do it. It's the reverse of show and tell. It's tell and show. And then receive the Holy Spirit. You don't go alone. You go with the strength, power, and presence of the Spirit. And then a really important piece about forgiveness. The one thing that harkened back to teachings about forgiveness. Don't forget forgiveness. And remember that you have the power to forgive. And if you do, it's forgiven. But if you don't, it's retained. Receive the spirit in Greek. The word for spirit is pneuma, which is breath, which is a little bit different than the spirit that brooded at creation or that first breath in the creation narrative. Where breath becomes life and life becomes sound, sound for us becomes speech and speech becomes song. And we're gonna follow that pattern uh, as, as an experience of prayer this morning. And we're going to begin with our breath. We're gonna invite you into this moment where we are all gathered with whatever we brought to this space today. And we're going to look for and even expect a moment of resurrection this morning, an encounter with the living Christ. And so as, as an invitation to that, I want to invite you to focus on your breathing. So to make sure you're seated comfortably. And listen, if you, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. Just, you know, do your thing, really. And I mean that sincerely. But just allow yourself to be seated and to feel the support of the pew and of the floor beneath your feet. Feel the support of this entire space and the people who have gathered. And Robert's gonna play a piece of music. He's just gonna play it through and I want you to just focus on your breath. And then we're going to hum it and then we're going to sing it. It will be on the, um, it'll be on the monitors, but it's also in the black hymnal, and it's number 283. So I'll give you a moment to just open up to that before Robert starts playing. And then we're going to use this song as an entry into 
our prayer and as our prayer. And then I will offer some spoken words and prompts. And if you're willing, just see what the Spirit will do with you and trust that um, there will be invitations of blue sky and helpers. And let's just see, let's just see what the Spirit will do. If nothing else, just enjoy the quiet. 